Welcome to the Canicuck Institute podcast, where we continue to equip leaders with biblical skills for a lifetime of ministry. Hello, this is Keith Chancy with the Canicuck Institute podcast, coming to you live from Branson, Missouri. We are so excited about you guys joining us today, and we have some incredibly gifted teachers and leaders and part of our Canicuck Institute staff right here with me. We have Lindsay, we have Grant. So if you are married out there or you're uh, thinking about getting married or you're you're having kids or you're just overwhelmed with life, this podcast is going to be good for you because we've got, I, I tell you, as I watch Lindsay and Grant, you know, they they have the privilege of working so closely with all the staff that come to the KI. They are in the middle of helping them, guiding them, navigating them, encouraging them and pushing them and allowing the Holy Spirit to really work the miracles that the Holy Spirit does in their lives. And so I just want to welcome the audience, Lindsay and Grant. Hey, thank you guys for being here today. Thanks so much. Great being here. Well, you know, Grant, I, I love that uh, you and Lindsay are here today. And, and what I want to do is just ask you all a couple of questions. Grant, how long have you been married? I'm going on six and a half years right Ooh, now, Keith. Oh my word, bro. How in the world is that possible? You just got here. Yeah, two things to look for is poor judgment and bad eyesight. And oh. a woman found found my girl, and and she hasn't woken up from her dreams just yet. She has loved you well, and and now you know, Grant, you are not just married, but you just had somebody else, a new addition in your home. Tell me about that. Yes, sir. So we have three kiddos. Oh my! Remy is four and a half right now. Graham is two and a half, and Landry, I guess, is zero and a half. She's seven months old. I don't know how you state that in half years, but That's you, right. you have to count that as But a you've kid. done that, right? Yes, sir. We do. And we what's do. that look like for you? I mean, you know, I think about you, Grant, and I, I, I remember Mo Weeks being here and you guys have had the privilege of Mo Weeks and uh, that understand him. And Mo kind of gave you some advice a long time ago. We won't talk about that. But the thing that I know is that you have been, that just seems like the other day that you were just newly married. How has it been over the last seven years? Yes, sir. And I agree. Uh, Kenny Chesney said it best. Don't blink. Goes That's quick, right? right? And it mm-hmm. goes so quick. It's a lot of fun. Yeah, I I can't describe how six and a half years can feel like one moment yeah. and then also feels like 10,000 years all at the yeah. same time. It just, it's incredible when you get to spend that much time with people that you love, mm-hmm. how it goes so quick and mm-hmm. it feels like you live multiple lifetimes all at the same time. Mm. You know, you said something I love there. You just talked about how quick it goes, the wink, the blinking of an eye. And, and all of a sudden here you, your kids are growing up and I look at Remy running around and, and you came through some things with Remy. Talk about that for a moment. Yes, sir. We had the opportunity to, uh, go to the NICU for six weeks. And I I say opportunity because it was an opportunity for us to really deepen in our faith and our trust of God. Also our love for one another, Sarah Mm -hmm. and I. And so Remy was just born with some adverse circumstances, yeah. some touch and go. Uh, not sure if she would live to the next day as we were leaving yeah. the hospital, but God's grace sustained her through that. Very thankful for that. She's externally, she makes us look like liars. She's, yeah. she's great. She, like you said, running around. Um, we're, we're very thankful. So we, we grew a lot because of that. You know, Grant, you, uh, I love what you said. You grew a lot during that. And I remember you going through that. And, and while you're going that, through that, you're kind of writing some journaling, some notes. And, and, and I just remember so much about your life as an example there in the uh, NICU. Tell us a little bit about what happened in the NICU while you were there with Remy. Yes, sir. Yeah, it, it was fun to look back and, and try to be as missional as possible. Uh-huh. Not saying that we were perfect. We were right. definitely 
introspective. You were worried. Most of the time. You were anxious. Yes, yeah, there's a lot of things going on. But I think on. the greatest thing that we did, and it gave us actually a lot of peace because we had purpose, is take our Jesus Storybook Bible with yes. us that we probably got six of them whenever Remy was born. And every time a different nurse or doctor came in, just started reading a chapter, like we're reading to Remy, but it was really a, a, a drive-by, so to speak, mm-hmm. where we were aiming it more so mm-hmm. at the nurses and the medical staff that was coming in and it opened up a lot of cool conversations. Mm-hmm. And so again, that gave us purpose even there in a hospital and fun to think that God is mm-hmm. not just the God of Branson Mo or of a church building. He's the God of the heaven to the earth. And he has prepared good works mm-hmm. for us all to walk in regardless mm-hmm. of what season of life we're in. And we, mm-hmm. we found that there in the NICU. Mm, so that so the idea of a big, big God, you saw him show up there in the hospital when you when it was touch and go with Remy. You really didn't know if she was going to make it because there were so many things coming at you, so many little tubes in her body. And you're just kind of going, oh, my gosh. And you and Sarah just crying your hearts out, asking, pleading with God. And I know today as we just talk on the podcast, I know there's people out there that have gone through very difficult times. You know, you said something. Grant, that was so good for me to hear. You said that we we journaled, we were in the Word of God, we were in prayer, but it didn't change our mission. Talk a little bit about that. Yes, sir. God, throughout the scriptures, has no issue uh, putting people in different situations, mm-hmm. whether it's great, you can be King David in the palace, or you could be King David being chased by Saul, and God's going to use you in those different seasons for different purposes. And so, I like this season that we're in right now, Yeah, comfortably living at home with healthy babies, healthy wife. This is fun. But whenever we were in the hospital, God wasn't about wasting that time. He didn't mm-hmm. want to just say, hey, check back in in six weeks from now, mm-hmm. and then I'll give you a, a task. He was mm-hmm. saying, hey, right here, right now, this is hard. And like, hey, I'm close to brokenhearted. Mm-hmm. I comfort those who are crushed in spirit. Mm-hmm. Psalm 34, 18 says that. But you know, I also want to use this yeah. opportunity. Second Corinthians one, man, God comforts us in our affliction yeah. so that we can comfort others as well. And while we were in a physical situation that was difficult, hard, we found a lot of people that spiritually were in a far worse situation than Remy. That being nurses and doctors who don't know the Lord, and right. so they're doing everything they can, working, making money, chasing all the pleasures of the world, and yet, in in a, a spiritual sense, they're on that little. Nick you station yeah. tubed up barely alive and and God yeah wanted to use us and use our story use our witness to impact them for eternity. Mm. God met you there in the hospital. I just love that and he comforted you. You know, uh you've used a lot of scripture there uh Grant and and as I hear those was there one scripture that stood out to you and Sarah in that time that you just really clung to that was really a, a source of refreshment for you guys? Yes, sir. I'll tell you, ever since I was a senior in college, started memorizing scripture. I was yes. very thankful for that discipline. But Psalm 23 has always yes. been my my pillow, so to speak. It's been my, my nighttime meds, mm-hmm. helping me close my eyes at night just throughout the years. And Psalm 23, as simple as it is, but that line, when I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I'll fear no evil. Mm-hmm. And it's because you're with me. It's not yeah. because the situation's easy, not because the circumstances aren't mm-hmm. that bad. It's just no matter how bad it is, I have a shepherd who's not just with me, but he's actually in front of me. Uh, he's going to take me to green pastures. And at the end of my life, I'm going to look back and say, hey, goodness and mercy actually followed me. Mm. That was that was good. That was God's mercy that he took me through mm. those valleys. And so we uh, looked over Psalm 23. I meditated many a times on Psalm 23, but never was it richer than 
during those six weeks at the hospital. Mm-hmm. Again, thankful to be on this side. Mm-hmm. I like the green pastures, mm-hmm. but it's good to know that God is still the shepherd of both the green pastures and the valley of the shadow. Grant, that is a great word of encouragement. You know, I just can't thank you enough. And you said something that I just kind of laughed at for a moment because you said, man, I just want life to be like now. Here you are with a brand new baby, a girl that came out of the uh, intensive care. Here you are raising three kids, a marriage, running a ministry, and you're going, hey, this it's, it's easy time right now. You know, and, and you know what? When you come to the fire... It makes you appreciate the days that you have. So I really appreciate you, Grant. Just great words for us. Thank you so much for sharing that with me. Lindsay, I got to turn this over to you for a moment, you know, because, you know, I, uh, I, I always had, I really loved watching you over the last couple of years and you began to date a young man. Okay. Talk with us a little bit about that dating that young man that you now are married to. A young man. I'm a true life cougar. You yeah. are. Come on. So yeah, I. Got married when I was 35, mm. so in the expectation world, jumped in a little bit later yeah. in the game, but uh, a, a guy that was six seven and approached me with confidence wow. uh, showed up and asked me on a date, and I kept saying yes, and I'm still saying yes, and we're about a year and a half in to marriage right now. Oh, you know, Lindsay, I, I, I just can't tell you how much I appreciated watching you walk through that time of singleness and embracing it and saying, you know what? I don't really care if I get married or not. That's not my goal. My goal is to glorify God. And I loved watching you there. That brings tears to my eyes because I just loved your heart to love Jesus so much that you're going to wait for the one day when God give, brings that six foot seven guy and, and, and you're going to, uh, and he's going to ask you out and you're going to, and he's not going to know really what he's going to be doing, but you said, hey, we can do this. And to watch you guys doing this, I am so thankful. Talk a little bit about, you've been married now, how long? What, you're a veteran of this, right? A, a veteran. I, I've learned a lot, a year and a half in. Wow. Definitely still learning. You are learning and growing. And, and, and when I say growing, you are physically growing right now. Talk about that because, we, you know, you're growing a little bit. We, we are growing a little bit. So this summer we found out we're expecting oh. and we're, we're due early February with a little boy. And, you know, just navigating singleness for so long, I think I had arrived at a place where I'd really come to terms that that might not be a part of my story. Yeah. Kids might not be, marriage might not be, and that being okay because I I got to really build my faith in believing that God's way is better. Mm. And if that happens, awesome. And we'll steward that well. But if it doesn't, then there are a lot of ways to invest in and uh, just impact the next generation, whether they're your own kids or not. Mm. So um, it's been a really sweet journey that uh, wasn't necessarily expected so we're excited for what God's got. I'm so excited for you. And I love something that you just said that, you know, you are learning how to be content even before you're married with, with I'm going to be content with my singleness. And if I get married, that's going to be okay. But if I don't, I'm going to be okay. Lindsay, talk to me a little bit about, because I know a lot of people out there in the audience, they're going, man, I'm just not content. You know, I really want God to do something. And, and they can't learn that contentment. They're going, I need this or I need that. What is the need that we really need today that you would really want to speak out to in our world? Yeah, ultimately the need is Christ, Mm. but my pillar verse through that season and still is in so many ways, Psalm 37, three, where it says, trust in the Lord and do good, dwell in the land and cultivate faithfulness. Mm. And 
for a good chunk of my adult life, my land was Branson, Missouri, the Mecca of the elderly, single, and just getting to steward that. And I got to stand in so many friends' weddings. I got to hold not just their first babies, their third babies, and allowing the Lord to create joy and excitement Mm -hmm. for those Mm -hmm. friends and not bitterness because he got me to a place of truly dwelling in my land that was good. Mm. And whenever I would focus on that and steward what he had given me in the right way, that allowed for me to rejoice with those around me and not be frustrated by Mm. what they had that I didn't. Mm. And I still see that Um, Just depth of dwelling in my land of my life has changed a lot in the last Mm. two years. And now my land is different of Mm -hmm. it's married. It's now expecting a baby and navigating what Mm -hmm. that's going to change. And those early years of just trusting God and dwelling in the land has laid the foundation for Mm -hmm. me to do that Mm -hmm. for whatever life looks like moving forward. Lindsay, does it frighten you at all to think about the future? You know, you are, you're about to have a baby, you know, your, uh, your life will drastically change, so to speak. Talk to me a little bit about that, you know, and I know what you just said, the contentment is there. The Psalms are there. You're there. And I know you well enough. You are there. I don't care what you do. You're going to be faithful to the Lord. But talk to us a little bit about that because so many of us aren't there. For sure. How are you getting there? Um, It's been really fun to get to just navigate that together, just trusting Mm. the Lord. And I joked with a friend just the other day, I think I'm going to be the old mom just discipling all of our kids' moms at school in their class of, I I just, I can already see how God is going to allow me being older Mm -hmm. and having our first baby at 36 Mm -hmm. to get to invest in the 26-year-olds mm-hmm. that I'm getting to raise kids with. Mm-hmm. Um, so I can see that. Can and then we we just want to walk in obedience. Yeah. Of that's, that's it, of whatever season we're in. And so I've had the privilege to have a long shelf life of yeah. getting to disciple women yes. and young college girls. And that's not going to stop because yeah. that's our mission. Mm. It's just going to look different. Mm. And I'm going to get to bring a a child with me at times. I'm going to get to be creative and let those women I'm discipling play a huge role Mm -hmm. in beginning to disciple our Mm -hmm. child and just continuing to have vision for that. But there are question marks of what will this look like Mm -hmm. and how will we navigate this and getting to just come back Mm -hmm. to trusting God. Mm -hmm. But ultimately, our our goal is just to walk Mm -hmm. in obedience to what he's asking of us. Let me conclude with this one last question to you, Lindsay. You know, you uh, to walk with the Lord and to know your next steps are going to be according to his will. How are you and Josh getting there? Day by day, Keith. There you go. That's that's it. We want so badly to decide today and everything just be okay for the next 25 years. And it's a day by day surrender. How has it changed your prayer life? Yeah, even just having this child in me, I yeah. can I can feel the reality that I can't control what he grows into and becomes. Of there's a dependence yes. on God to intervene and draw him to Himself through mm-hmm. salvation, mm-hmm. through His decisions, praying mm-hmm. for Him to have yeah. friends who yeah. point him to that. So just in so many ways, man, we aren't in control of what's mm. going to happen with this child has grown our dependence. Mm. Thank God. you so much. Well, guys, 
Grant, Lindsay, I cannot thank you guys enough for coming into the podcast room today. You have just blessed so many out there that are either going through a difficult time, coming through a difficult time, or about to go into a difficult time. A lot of trust, a lot of contentment, a lot of prayers going into this. But I just always want, I'm, I'm so encouraged by hearing what you guys just encouraged me to do. Chancy, make sure you're in prayer. Make sure you're in the word. Make sure your goodness is that you're trusting God no matter what the circumstances are. It does not change the direction what you're going. We are followers of Jesus Christ no matter what. He's always answering our prayers uh, either according to our will or his will. But the will is his will and we want to do that one the best. So thank you guys today for sharing, for your encouragement to us uh, here at the Institute and to all the thousands and tens of thousands and maybe hundreds of thousands of people that y'all have invested into over the years. Love you guys and so thankful. Hey, may the Lord bless you and guide you always. Guys, I would just encourage you to get online and, and to reach out to Grant, Lindsay, in any way if you're going through difficult times because we are here for you. We believe in you. But most importantly, we believe in the one true God, the God of Israel. Thank you very much for listening to us. We love you. God bless. Have the best day ever. Bye now.